0: Grace, mercy and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. In the book "The Fellowship of the Ring," Frodo and his company of travelers with him are brought to the great elf, Lady Galadriel. And they discuss a number of things, but toward the end of their time with her, she, there's kind of a long pause where she spends some time staring at each one of the company for, a, for an extended period of time. And what she's doing is she's gazing deep into their hearts, deep into their souls. She's reading their inner selves to see if they're going to be true to their quest and they talk afterward about how uncomfortable they were, how they felt naked before her piercing gaze. Well, Jesus in our Gospel reading today is even better than Lady Galadriel because He doesn't have to stare at people for a while to read their hearts and their souls. He just does it instantaneously. And it's kind of a unique feature of this particular account that everybody there, Jesus seems to be reading all of their hearts and souls, okay? So the paralyzed man, he sees into his heart, sees he has faith. He looks at the paralyzed man's friends who have lowered him through the roof. He sees their faith and their hearts. He looks at the scribes and he sees in their heart this evil They're they're thinking that Jesus is blaspheming. So, Jesus is seeing into the heart and soul of everything. And that includes you. At times we use this phrase, let's get to the heart of it. That's what Jesus does. That's kind of His thing, His specialty. He gets to the heart. And our teaching today that we're going to focus on is that the heart and soul of life the heart and soul of life, and the heart and soul of your life is the forgiveness of sins. That's what every one of us needs more than we need anything else in the world, truly. It is the heart and soul of your life, the forgiveness of your sins. You need, you need forgiveness of your sins more than you need money. Of course, we all know that. You need forgiveness of sins more than you need money food or groceries. You need, you need forgiveness of sins more than anything that you can buy with money. You need forgiveness of sins more than you need a laugh, more than you need a break, more than you need time to yourself, more than you need self-care, more than you even need exercise. Your kids and your grandkids, they need forgiveness of sins more than they need sports, more than they need time with their friends, more than they need to be successful in life. Let's get this morning to the heart and soul of it. This is what you and I need to hear most of all, and absolutely on every Sunday, we need to hear, take heart, my child, your sins are forgiven. We may not have paralyzed legs, But we have paralyzing sin and we need forgiveness. Okay? This is what Jesus says to the paralyzed man: Take part my son, your sins are forgiven. And if you can put yourself in this paralyzed man position, he he doesn't object to that at all. He doesn't say, forgiven? What do I care about that? What do I need forgiveness for, right? I want to walk again. Right? Why are you forgiving me? We we don't hear any of that. Okay? And If Jesus had heard such a reaction, if this man would have said, well, I don't want forgiveness, I want to walk again, well, Jesus wouldn't have healed him. But I've already told you, Jesus can see into this man's heart. And when you're laying before someone like Jesus, someone greater than, you know, Lady Galadriel, I didn't tell you that part, but when she stares at all of them, you know what they all do except two of them? They all bow their heads in shame. When you're standing before Jesus, Lord of Heaven, and lying before Him, excuse me, who pierces into your very heart and soul, when He tells you your sins are forgiven, you don't object to it; you cry for joy, because that's what you need more than anything else in the world. Now, part of the thing about these about these accounts is we don't we don't know all the backstory, but just consider for a minute what could be the backstory to this to this paralyzed man. We don't know his past at all. Why is he paralyzed? You know, it could be any number of things. Maybe this guy was a drunk and he had some terrible accident and was paralyzed. Can you imagine the shame and the guilt that he would have? Maybe he has a terrible temper and he's always getting in fights and something went terribly wrong and he's paralyzed now. Maybe he was born paralyzed, but all his life he's been angry and bitter about it. He treats everyone like garbage, even people who love him. His conscience eats away at him for it. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe, before he was paralyzed, he was a dirty, rotten scoundrel, and so now he thinks in his heart that God hates him, and that's why he paralyzed him. Okay, God is getting him back for all the sin. Whatever the case is, when he's laying there before the loving eyes of Jesus, who's gazing into his heart and soul, there's only one thing he wants to hear before anything else, and it's not get up and walk. It's take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Now, I can't say it for a fact because Matthew, Mark, nor Luke, none of them records this, but I'm quite confident that this man, when he hears those words, is crying his eyes out. Jesus has reached down into his heart and soul and giving him, given him what he needs more than anything else in life, the forgiveness of his sins. So for you and me, what is it that eats away at our conscience? Even if we may not be paralyzed in the legs, what sin paralyzes your heart, my heart, our souls? Is it anger? Is it our temper? Okay. Is it maybe something you've said in the past to a loved one of yours? And it eats away you. Is it a divorce in your past? What's paralyzing your soul? Is it abuse? You've abused someone or they've abused you. Is it your drinking? Is it vile thoughts you've had about people? Is it pornography you've watched or pornography that you've read? Is it your mouth that won't ever stop talking and gossiping? Is it your selfishness, a grudge, your nursing? You know what it is. And Jesus sees into your very heart and soul and loves you. And he says, take heart, my child. Your sins are forgiven. He knows what you need more than anything else in the world. It's not money. It's not success. It's not entertainment. You need forgiveness. That is the heart and soul of life. Now, what Jesus does here is heart surgery. It's not heart surgery like we think of it. He doesn't have to make any big incisions into you, but He does literally go into your heart. He removes that cancerous tumor of sin, whatever that tumor all is, your anger or your your lust or your pride or greed. He removes that tumor of sin and He puts into your heart medicine of immortality, prescription strength, Forgiveness of sins. It is divine surgery. Okay? And you have a standing appointment with him, with this divine surgeon, every Sunday morning at your local church, your surgery center. okay. And the good doctor is always keeping office hours the rest of the week as well when you need his gift of forgiveness. Okay, now I want to move to the next point though. The scribes get frustrated because... They don't think Jesus has the authority to do this. They think he's blaspheming. So I want to ask you, how do you know? How do you know that Jesus really can do this? What I'm telling you, he does. Goes into your heart, pierces into your heart and soul, removes the sin, and gives you his Holy Spirit. How do you know? That's what the scribes are saying. There's evil brewing in their hearts because he's saying, this guy, who does this guy think he is, right? And Jesus would like to forgive them too, but he can't. Because they don't believe in him. They don't believe he really has the authority to forgive sins. So how do you know? Well, that's exactly what happens. Jesus backs it up. So for one, he says, well, that you know, I really can do what I'm saying I can do. He makes this man walk again. He does surgery on his legs, too, and on his nervous system. Okay, whatever else it took to make him walk again. For two, he did numerous other miracles. Changes water to wine, calms storms, casts out demons, heals the sick, raises the dead. But most of all, you know Jesus can do this. Because on Good Friday, he died. And three days later on Easter morning, he rose from the dead. That's how you really, really know that when Jesus says your sins are forgiven, he means it. That He really can remove all the sin from your heart and soul and fill you with His Holy Spirit. That's how you know. And Jesus wants you to know that. That's why He also gives you His Word and His sacraments. Baptism, Holy Communion. He wants you to hear that Word as much as that paralytic heard it. Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Now, remember that... We Christians know, thanks to Jesus, we know what is the very heart and soul of life. We know forgiveness of sins is the heart of everything because that brings love, that brings acceptance, that brings heaven. There's nothing more important to that. But now take it one more step. Because you know that, and you do, you know there's nothing more important in life than forgiveness. Well, you also happen to know then what everyone else in the world needs not just you but everyone else needs more than anything else they need forgiveness of their sins so we Christians need to take that to them in our epistle today Ephesians 4 25 Paul says having put away falsehood let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor we are members one of another and don't let the sun go down on your anger okay we are we are called to speak the truth with our neighbor. And the truth is, what the world needs more than anything else is the forgiveness of sins. We know it. We know they need to be in the divine surgery every Sunday morning. They need to hear God's Word, receive His sacrament. And so we must tell them. Okay, We need to tell them the same thing Jesus tells us. Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. Okay, we, What Paul is telling us is to check our anger the world doesn't need your anger. No one needs your anger. What the world needs is the, the comforting word of forgiveness. Okay, We've got to get to the heart and soul of it with people that we care about and we need to forgive them. And I'm not talking about people on the other side of the world. I am talking about the people in your own home, the people that you see all the time, your neighbors, your friends, the people you work with. Tell your wife, Take heart, you are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Tell your husband, I forgive you. Your sins are forgiven. Tell every person anywhere that you see who says they're sorry, you tell them, You are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Anytime, anywhere in the world, somebody tells you they're sad about something they've done, telling you how stupid they are, how could they have done it, you tell them, Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. This is the greatest gift we can give anyone in the world. And to drive that home, I want to end today by giving you some of these Bible verses, some of the most beautiful words in all of Holy Scripture about the forgiveness of sins. Okay, the Bible tells us this over and over. So listen to some of these Isaiah 43, 25. I am he who blots out your transgressions and remembers your sins no more. Isaiah 44. I have blotted out your transgressions like a cloud and your sins like a mist, like a vapor. They're gone. Isaiah 118. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Psalm 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Micah 7:19 He will vanquish our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Psalm 51 Cleanse me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Acts 2:38 Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Matthew 26, 28, this is my blood of the covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins. And Matthew 9, 2, take heart, my child, your sins are forgiven. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.